This is the Kaniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? It's time to take warning. Yes, it is. Alright guys, we are back this week with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We hope that you guys have had a good week. And this is also the week where we finally get the regular season started. I am so excited. I, I think you're gonna miss I think you're gonna miss the preseason. I know you love preseason hockey more than anything. Regular season is what matters, <laughs> Sam. To me it does, at least. But uh, in this episode, we will be wrapping up the preseason games. But before we do that, we're going to start with some NHL news. And also before that, we're going to start with uh, podcast announcements. So on the day of the home opener, we are going to be having an Instagram account and providing transcripts on our website. I'm so excited to uh, put these out there. And the reason why we're doing this is because of you guys. Uh, We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the listeners. We believe there's a market on Instagram to be reached. And to those who have a hard time hearing, uh, we will be providing transcripts, and hopefully you guys can read those to catch up. Uh, with our podcast as well. So we're really looking forward to that. I was kind of planning it to release on the home opener day. So that is uh, the announcements. Now let's get to some NHL news. Uh, big big news was reported, I believe, a couple weeks ago by Elliot Friedman yep. um, that the salary cap had estimated projections to it. After this year, the cap's going to go up $1 million. And then the year after that is going to go up a lot. Four to four and a half million is the estimated projections. And then the year after that, another four million, which is amazing. And I think it's huge for the Canes because in two years, when that cap goes up a lot, that's when you have Aho, Teravainen, Jarvis, all these players yep. you have to sign. At the very least, you're going to give two of that. I guess combined about nine million to Aho because he's going to be paying at least getting paid at least ten. You're going to want to give probably Teravine another bump of about two. Jarvis is going to be done, so that rest of that there is probably he's probably going to make seven at least. So, and I mean you know, and, and uh, that's 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 important. I mean that's that's going to be big. Carolina needs to wiggle room. I think you and I had kind of worked out that we would probably be able to fit all of them under, even with pay raises, and that in that time period. But um, again, it just depends on what kind of contracts these players are going to want. I mean, we saw you know kind of moving kind of segues into the next bit of news with Barzell getting eight by nine point one. I think you and I both think that's an overpayment for him. He makes more than Aho. He's not as good as Aho, but. No, and I, I mean, to be honest, I like Barzell. I think he's pretty flashy. But on a good team, you and I have said this, he's probably a second-line center. Maybe at times he can play a, play to be a first-line center. Um, but I don't really see him as an all-star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's what the Islanders decided they wanted to spend their money on. So they're going to get him for eight years. I mean, he's a good player. In their mind, I guess they think he is their their face of their franchise. I think they probably should have looked a little elsewhere, but that's what they have right now. So I think the Islanders are mediocre at best. But um, Barzell's not a bad player, so good to keep good to keep him for eight years. But I probably wouldn't have paid him nine point one. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. And also, because kind of makes me wonder if the new Islanders head coach is going to open things up a little bit offensively for these guys because Barry Trotz had a very hard uh, grinding system going yep. on for the Islanders. Yep. So maybe that's why he was given that. Um, money. Uh, the next news that we have is McKenzie Weger gets an eight-year, $6.25 million contract. I think that is a great value contract for a player like Weger. Yeah, I'm not complaining about that. No, I wouldn't either if I'm a Calgary uh, Flames fan. It's a good deal. They got a solid defenseman for eight years at a very good deal. Good term. Good uh, price. So That's very good for Calgary. Um, that solidifies their top pair for sure. I mean, you know, top four too. You have Anderson, yeah. Tanev, and Hannafin yeah. along with Uyghur. That's really good. So yeah, I mean, like Carolina, uh, Calgary now has a solid top four that they have for the next, I think, th- two to three years. So Carolina's in the same spot where they've got the solid top four for at least the next three. I think is where we're at right now because um, you've got you you have your top two for I think the next three. So Slavin and burns um and you got slavin for three years i mean burns for three years and burns is going to be a really good player yes and uh next this uh was announced uh tonight as we're recording this is that kyle Ogposo was named captain for buffalo sabers this a little bit caught me off guard because i thought the captaincy was going to be given to someone like maybe tage thompson alex tuck and a couple. I bet there might might be have had considerations, possibly for captaincy. I mean, for but me, Poso, he's a veteran, so I can understand it a little bit. And I don't know. I've always been partial to Jeff Skinner. I felt like he deserved a shot at wearing a letter when he was in Carolina. There was rumors that he was going to be captain at one point, but um, it just never happened here. Uh, but I would have loved to have seen seen Jeff Skinner wear a letter in Buffalo. I think he's capable. I think he can lead a team. He had a really great year last year, so yeah, I don't he see did. why that wasn't an option for them either. I think Kyle Ocposo is on the other end of a, being a decent player. So Yeah, so, I mean, a little bit caught me off guard, but he is a veteran, so it does yep. a little bit make sense. Uh, the next news we're going to get to is Daryl Sutter, who is the captain of I mean, not captain, I meant coach of Calgary, got an ext- multi-year extension. And I think he deserves one. He's been an excellent coach, I think, throughout his whole coaching career. Yes. And I think he's earned it, especially with how he has been doing with Calgary. Yeah, Daryl Sutter's a exceptional coach. He's been a good coach everywhere he's been. Um, good for him on getting an extension with Calgary. He did really well for them. I expect him to keep doing pretty well. So good for Daryl Sutter. Um, not surprised. Yeah, not surprised either. Now let's get on to some Carolina Hurricanes news for you listeners. Uh, Canes um, at first was given eighteen thousand six hundred and sixty 
seats. So basically, what the NHL did is they gave the organization as many seats as there are in PNC Arena, which was that number there. So, and the team sold them out very, very fast. It was in three hours, and that actually set an NHL record, which was amazing. And at the end of the day, the team ended up selling over 30,000 seats. 30,000 tickets have been sold already for, for this game. It's unbelievable. The organization did such a great job in getting this out. Um, it's going to be a great event. If you don't have tickets, don't worry. They're still going to put some out for the general public. There will be resale tickets, of course, because you're going to get jerks who are going to put tickets out for well above what they're worth, try to make a buck. I was Hopefully the organization limited that as best they could. I think they did by really selling them to season ticket holders first. Wolfpack club members, you know, people who who have invest vested interest in the organization. So that was wise to avoid scalpers and and hopefully you won't have too many season ticket members trying to screw people over. But um, it'll be a packed house, I think, regardless. Oh yeah, it will definitely. Uh, the next news is, uh, I mean, this was an article on the NHL website. Is Jordan Stahl might be getting signed in the near future? And if he does, I mean, good for him. I think it won't be at six million. Yeah, it will not be at six million, definitely. So I think Skinner. I mean, not Skinner. I think Stahl comes in at maybe a two or three by four max. Maybe two by three, three by three, but I think somewhere between three and four. So about a fifty percent cut. So, yeah, uh, I think that's really interesting that Jordan Stahl is kind of, right now, the priority in terms of signing players, and he is the captain. So I kind of understand why Dundon and Waddell do want get to get this player signed. Yeah. So the next news that we're going to have is Jordan Martinuk got put on waivers. This a little bit surprised me in the fact that I didn't know if they were willing to do it, but they did. And I thought it, I think it was the right move too. I mean, so this was done for cap reasons. They didn't really think Jordan Martinick would get claimed. I didn't either kind of hoped he did as much as I love Jordan Martinick as a person. What he brings in the locker room is amazing. But the problem is the on-ice product that he presents is not as good as pretty much any other options that are there. I'd rather have Jamison Reese, Jack Drury, Derek Stepan, Ryan Dezingle after camp. I just, when it comes to on-ice skill, Martinook is not at the top of the list. But his cap hit is at the top of the list when it comes to what's expendable. So they they sent him down to try and try and again help with the cap room and get cap compliant. So they waived him. Um, which was the right move by far, um, kind of in comparison here. So Carolina, between now and Wednesday, has to get cap compliant. That's step one. They are still not cap compliant. So one of the things that they need to do, and what is now speculated right now, right, is Vancouver just cleared up some cap space. And Vancouver has been the team that's most interested in Ethan Bear. So does this mean there's an Ethan Bear trade on the horizon to Vancouver? That's possible. I think that would be the wise move. I don't think Ethan Bear really has a place in the lineup. The fact that Carolina has been exploring as long as they have to to move him says a lot. So we'll see. It's another two million off the books. So interesting because I actually thought putting Marnook on waivers made them cap compliant. I, I don't believe so. Not quite yet. 
Because I thought it was explained uh, by Corey Lavalette on uh, putting someone on waivers with a certain cap pits would make them cap compliant. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. I, I either way, uh, th- they are going to need to get cap compliant if they are not. So I think as of now, you do not have Jake Gardner on LTIR. So they're going to move him. So that's going to take four million off the books. Right now, Carolina is at they have. Four point four million in neg- they're they're above the cap by four point four, so they're gonna have to do what they do with Martinook. They did. Um, then you have to do what you're gonna do with um burnt with a uh, uh, gardener, and then if you sell off bear, then you're good to go. Maybe one thing I'm sure you and I agree on though with uh, this transaction going on that Stepan will probably get a contract with the Canes. That's what Don Waddell said. He tends to believe that there he's going to get be with Carolina. That's his gut gut feeling. And I th- and I think he'd be a great fourth liner to go along with uh Jack Drury and maybe Kasha. I mean, I think we kind of all know Drury's going to start on the fourth line at the start of the season. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting how the lineups change throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like I said before, it's just a matter of what happens with Jordan Martinook. That's the big question mark. Because, like I said right now, you have your top lines going to be, your top two lines are going to be a mix of Teravainen, uh, Aho, Svechnikov, Jarvis, KK and Natchez. Top six. Your next line is going to be Stahl and Faust. Probably Stasny. Then your fourth line is Jury and Kasha. If you sign Stepan, okay. Is that Stepan? Where does Martinuk fit? Again, love Jordan Martinuk. Where does he fit? I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, what he brings to the locker room, of course, that is a huge factor. And what he brings in depth is is great too because he's still an NHL caliber player. It's just on this team he's not even a fourth liner. He's an extra. And of course, I'd love to keep him around for for that reason. No, if Stepan gets hurt, Kasha gets hurt, Drury gets hurt, Martin looks a veteran, he can step in and play. But yeah, he can. That's the, to me that was the reason why I kind of advocated for us, hoping that we would have him after the waiver wire. Of of that process, so yeah. you just have more depth with Martinuk. I know he's probably not probably the best depth that you have, but it's depth, and that's important. Yeah, I mean, we'll just see what they do. Yeah, um, with yeah. the lines, because really the top six are solidified. Your top, really, your top nine are solidified. I think your top four defensive pairings are solidified. It's really that bottom three on the offensive group and that bottom two. But honestly, I think the bottom two now, I think your top five defensemen are solidified, and Coughlin's going to be one of them. I, I don't see why he's not um, he's not one. So if it's Coughlin and Bear, okay, but I think it's going to be Coughlin and DeHaan. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too, on the third pair. So uh, let's get to wrapping up the preseason games. We're going to start with that huge beating against Columbus. Eight to one win. You'd almost got your 10-goal dream 
realized? Almost. Hopefully once in my lifetime. Carolina will score, Carolina 10, will score goals. 10 goals. That'd be cool. Yes, that has been my dream for you guys who are listening. So Columbus, funny enough, starts scoring with a Chunikov scoring, scoring for Columbus. And then it just tilts the other way for Carolina, and they are dominant <laughs> all the way like, through. We'll spot you one. Now we're going to go ahead and steamroll you, which is what they did. They didn't even show mercy. You have a snipe from Code Kenyemi, and our favorite Burns gets an assist, and so does Jarvis. And then Carolina does it again with Nosen and Shea. And they wrap off the third period up 3-1 to one with a goal from Stepon. First period. Stepon from Slavin and, and McGeeran. So, And you can just see Carolina's just skating circles around them. Oh yeah, they were. And I can see why, because we had our NHL roster out there against Columbus's I don't think Aho played. Even though, I, yeah, Aho might not have played, but it... I mean, our team had a lot of NHL yeah. talent on there. So we start the second period with a goal from Brent Burns once again on the power play. I cannot wait to see this guy in regular season. He's going to be, to me, I think, fantastic. And it's going to prove me to be a genius because he's on my fantasy hockey team. Yeah, you stole him from me. I did, and I was proud of it. So yeah, Burns uh, gets a goal from Natchez and Jarvis, and then Carolina scores again uh, by Natchez from Dezingle. I thought those two had pretty good chemistry together in that game. Yeah, and that kind of goes on to another thing we, we forgot to mention, is, is Dezingle and Strongwell got sent down um, to Charlotte, or they were waived. So... um. Zingle will be back. I'm sure of it. He had a really good camp to the point where I would have actually really have liked him to stay on the roster and given him a shot on that line, that fourth line. I think he could have really played on that third line too. Um, so, I mean, I think with the benefit of you having Zingle, is he showed he can play anywhere in the lineup. Yeah. And let's not forget, um, I mean, it's been a while, but I think it was like four seasons ago, this guy was like a 40-point scorer for Ottawa. So uh, he's had success in the NHL, even though it hasn't. it's only been 40 points. Maybe he can produce that again. And that's kind of the same question we have of Derek Stepan. Can he maybe be that player like he was a few seasons ago? I mean, even last year he was great. So... I mean, Carolina, and again, you know, like Stefan even got in on the action in this game. So this this team just showed this this pre what preseason as a whole showed is that Carolina has players up and down Carolina and Chicago's roster on the forward group who can come in and can play and can play well and can impress and can have an impact on the roster from Dezingle, from Stromwell, who also had a very good camp. I mean, Stepan Nosen, uh, Jameson Reese, Carolina's got a lot of players in Chicago who can play. Even if you want to go to goaltending, Kochetkov can come up and he can handle the crease if he has to. I think it's going to be good for him to play a lot of games in Chicago. He's going to be their starter. Um... 
And Carolina, at the end of the day, is in a really good spot. They are when it comes to prospects and the NHL players they have. Yes. Definitely. So Carolina pretty much ends the game with an 8-1 to dominant victory over Columbus. And then the Hurricanes do lose at Buffalo in the final game of the preseason. This was all prospects. Yeah, you didn't and really players fighting for it uh, to be on the roster. But started the game, Buffalo scores three goals. Henestroza from Skinner and Thompson. Yep. Thompson scores the second goal, and Cousins scores a shorthanded goal um, to make it 3 nothing for Buffalo. And I a little bit felt bad for uh, Kachekov. Out there, because he was the goalie for Carolina during that. Yeah, game. and you don't blame Kachetkov for these goals. I mean, they were just, <clears throat> they were either breakaways or two-on-ones or two-on-os. I mean, you know, it was just not not a good game for the Hurricanes at all. And in my opinion, this game showed how atrocious Ethan Bear is on the back end. I mean, just how absolutely atrocious Ethan Bear is on the back end. Yeah, I can't remember if it was the Thompson or Cousins goal. But I just remember they just outskated him and got past him for a breakaway. I think it might have been the Thompson goal. You just you need more from your defenseman. And I'm not saying Hoglin or DeHaan would have done better, but we've seen them play better in the preseason. Ethan Barrett, just for whatever reason, has not meshed well in Carolina, has not worked well in Carolina. Great guy. You will never hear us say a bad thing about a Hurricanes player. Well, maybe one, but we're never going to say anything really bad about a Hurricanes player. For 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 a lot of reasons, the, most of them are good guys. The one of the worst Hurricanes players in roster history was Scott Darling. He was a horrendous goaltender, but a great guy, and we liked him. Yeah, we don't ever dislike a player based on who they are as a person. We love Tony D'Angelo. We might not agree with everything he has said in the past or did in the past, but guess what? In Carolina, he was a great teammate and a great player. Yeah, and that's the most important thing is when yeah. it comes to hockey is can you p- perform your job? Yeah, and unfortunately, the reality is Ethan Bear has not. And if you want to even take a step further, Martin Oak hasn't in the last couple of seasons. And that's not all his fault. He's been hurt, and he just hasn't been able to get healthy. And the Canes roster just got kept getting better, too, yeah. which to, to me was a huge factor and the reason that Martin Oak became irrelevant because we're like, Wow, there's a huge drop off between the players that I've been doing really well. Yeah. To Martin. Yeah. And like we said before, we'll say all the time he's a fan favorite player. He's a great guy. Would love to meet him. Would love to chat with him. Love what he brings to the locker room. I've been on the fan tunnel and Martin Nook is just fun to fun to be there with. You know, he's awesome, but it what he the the offense is just not there anymore. And, that, and at the end of the day, it's not good enough. You need to be able to score some goals. You need to be able to play defense. And, you know, Martin Oak should never be on the first line. Just saying. And who knows? Martin Oak could come back and, I mean, really impress this year. That's what we both hope. That's yeah. That's what we always hope. And, you know, w- you know when it came down to, to when Scott Darling was here, I always believed he could do it. <laughs> I really did. And the year he got hurt, and that was it in that preseason game, I think against Nashville, I thought, and I was disappointed, because I was like, wow, Scott Darling looks really good. And he had looked very good that preseason, got hurt. 
and that that was about it because it was Darling and Mirazik. It was supposed to be Darling starter, Mirazik the backup. Mirazik took over, and then and we picked up Macalini, and that was it. That's all she wrote because when when and when Darling got better, we put him on, we put him out there because he's the starter. And then it just it didn't work out, so they threw him on waivers. No one claimed him, of course, and he stayed in Charlotte for the rest of the. Um, the rest of that year. I mean, at the end of the day, you have a lot of players who are great people, but if you get, and you might like them as a fan. That's right? fine. And you and, I, just... and you and I have promised our listeners, too, we're going to be objective about what they bring to the ice. Yes. And if they do not bring it, we're going to tell you. We both love Jordan Martinuk, but he doesn't bring what is needed to the ice. And the same with um, Ethan Bear. I like him as a person. I thought it was. I was happy when we made the trade. I liked Warren Fogle, and I was still happy with the trade. I liked Ethan Bear. I liked what the potential was there. But at the end of the day, just like uh, Jake Bean, like Hayden Flurry, even though some people, for whatever reason, think Hayden Flurry is a good defenseman, uh, 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 you need to figure out what you're watching because Hayden Flurry was not good. Jake Bean was not good, and. It says a lot when you kind of start to bounce around, as Hayden Flurry has, and as Ethan Bear's probably about to. So, good player, good guys, good people, sure. And, and, Do they and, fit in this roster? No. Yeah. And, I mean, one thing I do want to say when it comes to the players like Bear Martinuk, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to, like, trade them or anything, mm. but... A new start, a new team can really benefit a player. Uh, I kind of look at Elias Lindholm. Yeah, a well, I mean bit. that's also Jeff what... Skinner starting to produce a little bit better in Buffalo, and Falk has done pretty well in St. Louis. So, even though Falk wasn't really a disaster, no, Falk wasn't disaster. a problem here. I mean, the only reason he didn't stay in Carolina was just because we didn't want to give him the money. Yeah. Um. And I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Bear, this was a restart for him too, right? So, um, he just, I mean, it, it sounds like he might go to Vancouver, but we'll see. I, I can't see him going to Vancouver because Vancouver got a young defenseman who has played in the NHL. So it might be another team, but we'll see what happens with Ethan Bear. So, uh continuing on with the uh Carolina Buffalo game, heading into the seconds, it's 3-0 Buffalo, nothing happens there. And then in the third period, Carolina a little bit fights back from a goal from Jamison Reese and Stromwell from Ethan Bear, but then Buffalo uh seals it with the empty netter. Se- yeah, seals it with uh JJ Paterka who is seen as a very Top prospect for Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to have a sneaky good year. Um, I took Jeff Skinner in a fantasy draft that I'm in. I think he's going to score goals. He's got good players around him now. So instead of putting Jeff Skinner in the lineup to make others better, there are going to be others in the lineup to make Jeff Skinner better. And I think that's going to be good. They're going to complement each other. Jeff Skinner is probably going to score 30, 40 goals like he did last year. He scored 32, I think, last year. I think he gets 40. So I think Jeff Skinner has a pretty good 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 year for scoring goals. Yeah, he he could. And I mean, I do like the Buffalo roster. They yep. could be very good. But again, they have a lot of competition in the, their division. They do. It's a tight division, but I think any of those teams other than really Montreal could be a playoff team. Is it they just takes could. one team to falter. 
Like, and I think, you know, I think the team most likely to do so is Boston. I don't think they're very good. I think they're old. And you got a lot of younger players now who are just going to skate circles around them. Kind of like it is in, in the Metro with Washington and Pittsburgh. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up. Is Ovechkin to score goals? Yeah, sure. Because all he does is stand around and score on the power play. He's a lazy player, but it works because he just stands there and he'll take slap shots and he'll score goals like he always does. So it's just a matter of um, it's just a matter of when these teams who have been you know dynasties in their divisions in the Metro, South slash Southeast and the Atlantic. So that's what happens. Yeah. All right, folks, this is a little addition to the podcast because of some news that broke today, Sunday, October 9th, uh, regarding a former Carolina Hurricanes player. Ian Cole, it's me, Sam Driscoll, along with Sam Wallace joining you right now to talk yes, about it. I'm right here. And breaking news, like we just said, about former Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Ian Cole um, has been accused of some grooming of female individuals for very inappropriate acts and this was made known today on twitter um a woman came forward and told her story and it's disturbing i mean you've read it and i've read it and we believe it's important to to at least talk about it um it's it's sad yeah it really is uh sad hearing this uh uh I mean, I'm going to reiterate kind of what we said in a statement uh, today that uh, we hope that there is an investigation into this and we hope um, justice uh, comes out as the result. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And it sounds as though um, there is one by the league right now. So uh, the league is aware of these allegations and sounds like there was multiple, but it sounds like this is, and from what we know of the player, there's been issues with other teams and accusations in the past. Um, he had an issue even here in Carolina that sounded more consensual, but we're not necessarily going into that. But at the end of the day, it's, um, it, it's it's a if if they're true that he shouldn't be playing anywhere anymore. And the only hope is that you're going to get cooperation from everybody, all parties involved to get to the truth to the bottom of it. Um, you know, good for the individual for coming out, you know, if it, again, if being true, which at the moment we have no reason to believe that it's necessarily not, um, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of, uh, courage to, to come out and say these things about people who have a lot of money and a lot of power. We've seen that over the years. And of course, not everything that comes out is, is true. But again, in this instance, we, we, we have yet to have any reason to believe that it's not. It kind of goes along with the history of the player. Yeah. And it, again, it's just unfortunate that, uh, this would take place with Ian Cole. And the reason why we're doing this is because he's a former hurricane player. If this was just, um, another player from another team, we probably, I mean, we might have touched a little bit on it, but not go in as deep because he is a former hurricane. Yeah. I mean, he's a former hurricane and this accusation dates back and any team he's played on really is going to be probably brought in, brought into the investigation. I would assume because it, it does sound from the nature of the accusation. This has been going on a long time. So 
uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, as a podcast, as fans, we want to see players who are who are good who are who are good people and treating everyone with respect uh play the game carolina is known for their culture right and i i mentioned that because there's also been some comparisons to tony d'angelo here and and i think that's and i'm going to be very very strongly worded in this and that that's an absolutely idiotic comparison there is no comparison to ian cole and tony d'angelo tony d'angelo i'm sorry he had opinions that you didn't like Okay, I can't honestly say I, I personally did not agree with him, but guess what? He was a great hockey player, and they loved him in that room. And there was no accusations of harassment, no accusations of assault on Tony D'Angelo by somebody else of this magnitude, at like anywhere close to this magnitude at all. So don't compare the two. Don't compare the two. Um, we'll find out. Opinions are different. Absolutely. But what Ian Cole did, that was um, obviously... It's not an opinion. It's just... Not it's an opinion. Assault. It was an assault. It's assault. It's so it's different. highly illegal. If if completely true, it's illegal. He, he should end up in prison. But we'll have to wait and see what the results are. Again, you and I are coming out strongly for this. He's a former Hurricanes player. Um, I know we would support an investigation if he wasn't a Hurricanes player. It's part of hockey. And... Um, and we know that the uh, Hockey Canada stuff, yep. uh, th- there have been allegations there, too. So a lot of stuff has been going on. Starting with really with Chicago. Hockey. Starting with Chicago, really, when it comes down to the news of everything that's kind of gone on in, in the league lately, um, is kind of disconcerting. And when we hope, at the end of the day, that Carolina didn't attempt to cover it up. And I, I feel as though when you have people like Rod Brindamore back there, that that, that, that probably wasn't the case. Um, you have good ownership. You have good players in that locker room. Ian Cole was here for a year. Um, hopefully that's all that that's ever going to be is that he was, unfortunately he was here for a season. Um, it's disappointing to hear these out. It's disappointing to hear this. So I, I expect some investigations to go on, whether they're in the NHL, whether they're by team by team, the NHL is looking into it. So there, there is one we've seen on Twitter. There have been, there is an investigation now by the league. They're looking into it. I think there's an investigation as well by the NHLPA. So it seems as though the ball has been rolling now. So it's a matter of, at this point, what the results are. I personally believe he shouldn't play until it's resolved. I think that's fine. I'm not saying you terminate the contract, but you have to have an investigation. And then once you find the end of the results of the investigation, then that's the determination of whether the contract is terminated. But he should be put on leave, no pay until this has been resolved yeah so uh, that's pretty much all that we're going to talk about situation i will let you get pat back to listening to the rest of the podcast yep um again thank you we're just we wanted to talk about this because it's important it's important to the game yes so uh we're going to talk about some final thoughts as we head into the regular season. This is our first full regular season as a podcast. So I'm excited what this regular season is going to do um, and how our podcast uh, might do alongside with it. I know we've talked about doing giveaways. We did get, do a giveaway for the uh, Columbus game. Yes, we did. I can't remember the person, but I'm sure you're probably searching that up. Yeah, I mean, we were 
um, happy to give away to Ace Kaniac. You can follow them on Twitter if you want to, and they have to accept it, of course, I'm sure. But they follow us, and we thank them for listening to the podcast. So you're getting a shout-out here tonight at Ace Kaniac on Twitter. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the game. I know you did because it, <laughs> it was a very, very good game. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we like to... Um, to do things for our fans and that's why we want you guys to listen we want to have fun with this um it's just one of the perks for us for being season ticket holders which we, tr- we know we're not gonna be able to go to every game and we've got people we like to to bless with tickets and our fans we like to give away so we like to have fun yeah and that's the most important thing with this podcast is creating that community for you canes fans out there and we really appreciate all that you have done with listening to this podcast. Because, once again, the reason why we're expanding on the day of the home opener is because of you guys. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have um, quite a few people listening to us. So, I mean, Sam and I, I mean, you've seen the stats. I mean, we have quite a few people you're listening to us, and it's just wonderful, and I'm really thankful for that. I always think this podcast as a uh, service to the Canes fans. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's fun. You know, we enjoy it. Um, we'd like to get y'all involved. So, uh, any ideas you have, please feel free to shoot us a message, uh, tweet at us. We 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 read everything. Uh, we don't ignore. Um, if you have questions, please send them in. Please do. I mean, we like to interact with y'all. We'll talk about it on the podcast. We'll interact with you on Twitter. We do pretty often. We tweet a lot. Um, I will be handling most of the Instagram stuff and probably leave you doing most of the Twitter. So that's probably what might be down the future. I mean, it could change, but... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be regardless... That's kind of our plan right now. Regardless, if you all enjoy us, I mean, please, uh, please interact. We, we we like to interact with everybody. And to our two fans in uh, Germany, right? Yeah, we do have fans in two Germany. Two fans in Germany who have listened to us since, what, the second episode? Yeah. Have they, they never listened to the first episode? I, I, I don't think they did. Oh, again, come on. I'm, you got to listen to that first I'm, episode. I'm just looking at stats Got to listen to the, the first episode, the baby episode. Um, but we, I mean, it, to us, that's awesome that we have got two people and two Kaniacs in Germany who enjoy listening to, to us. Um, and please keep on, uh, keep on listening. And if anyone has questions, send them in. We will talk about them on the podcast. If you have recommendations for us to do, go ahead. Yeah. Send us in. We, we want to interact with y'all. We want to listen and get feedback. We're not. We're not hotheads. <laughs> yeah. And also, just a little sneak peek of next week's episode, we might have a guest returning for it, which yes, we're we looking forward to. Returning guest. That is the plan. Yes. It's going to remain a mystery before the episode officially comes out. But it's going to be really fun. We know this is a bit of a shorter episode for you guys, but we just wanted to wrap things up and just give our thoughts uh, heading into the regular season. Yeah. I I can't wait. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm excited for the start of the regular season. Um, I'm always ready for the home opener. So um, we'll see all you Kaniacs there at a probably sold-out game. 
That seems to be the direction it's moving right now. So um, we're looking forward to it. You want to chat with us? Please, you know. We'll, Should we tell them where we sit at? Hey, Section 327. Come on, see us. We're right toward the front. Um, come chat with us. We're more than happy to talk to you all during the games, during the intermissions. Um, we'll be sitting around just enjoying ourselves. It's always fun. Um, I know we're not sitting together for the home opener. You're going to be in, two, in, in a section in the 200 levels, and I'll be in the, the season seats. But Yeah, um, so the home opener might not be the best way to uh, talk to us, because Sam and I are sitting in two different sections. But definitely as we go to more home games, because we're going to be do- going for most of them, even though we are planning on giveaways yeah. for you guys and the might be other reasons because life happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we're excited for the season to start. Um, not as excited for the West Coast swing because we'll have to do Canes after dark and uh, stay up late. But um, yeah, because after our home opener, we have a game on Friday at like ten thirty, I believe. Yep, yeah, out west, out west. But you know what? Because it's it's cool to see. Fair. It's cool to see though. It's always fun to see those Western Conference teams. So, so I mean, I'll watch as many of them as I can handle, as I can watch without being sleep deprived. But because um, I can get up later than you, so I'll probably watch a little bit more than you will. But yeah. Um, but we'll both try and watch as much as we can, and keep you guys up to date, and try and tweet during the game. So I know that's something I try to do. Sometimes I get away from it at home games, but. I try to enjoy the home games. Yeah, yeah, it's just like all the all the games at least to me whether it's home or away are always enjoyable. Yes. I mean, I I enjoy even watching like the pre and post game stuff with Mike, yeah, Shane, and we're going to have Hannah Yates part of the broadcast team. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good year. Very good year. I'm looking forward to it and trip um being back is going to be awesome. Oh yeah. I was I was so happy. Trip yeah. is gonna be back. Love Trip. Love Mike. They'll be great on the call. So watch the games. If you can't go when they're away, watch the games. That's what we're gonna do. Yes, it, it's gonna be a fun regular season. I cannot wait to uh, do this podcast for our full regular season with you guys. It is going to be fun. We hope you guys have a great week. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the home opener. Bye.